Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Emor. Parshas Emor, according to the Chinuch, contains 63 mitzvos, 24 positive, and 39 restrictions. Among the mitzvos found in Parshas Emor is the restriction that the irregular Kohen is not to come in contact with the dead, is not to be under the same roof as a dead body, to go to a uh, funeral, to certainly not part of a Hebra Kadisha, not to go to a cemetery. And interestingly, the Torah says, except for his immediate uh, seven relatives, the closest relatives, and we learn from who these relatives are, who the regular person sits Shiva for. Within Parshas Amor, we have the Parsha of the Moadim, the holidays. The Torah goes in order. In chapter 23, you have Shabbos, Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkos. And in this week's parsha of Emor, we have the mitzvah of Sfiras Omer. Yesterday was Lag Omer, and it's never too late to always absorb another important lesson from the Omer. Now, just understand that from the Torah, the period between Pesach and Shavuos is a happy time, says the Ramban. It's like a chol hamoed. These seven weeks are like seven days between the first days of Yom Tov and the last days of Yom Tov, between the Yom Tov of Pesach and the Yom Tov of Shavuos because we are excited, anticipating the Torah. Just as we said on the night of the Pesach Seder, that in every generation a person is to feel as if they left Egypt, similarly we are to feel as if we received the Torah, and therefore there is that anxious excitement, expectation for our receiving the Torah. Now, what's interesting to note is that, and the only reason, interestingly, why it is for us a period of curtailment of some simcha for 33 days, we don't marry, take haircuts, is because of the students of Rabbi Akiva that passed away at this time. Now, what is an Omer? So an Omer happens to be a measure, it's a dry measure, and it's not that much. The Torah tells us in Parshas Bishalach that when the mun came down, what happened was each individual collected an Omer's worth of mun, and that sustained them per day. That's why we know it came down one 
Omer per person per day, except on Shabbos that it did not come down the Mun. Twice as much came down on Friday, and it's for that reason that we have two Chala on Friday night, two Chala Shabbos lunch, and preferably at Shalosh Sudos as well. Namely, reminding ourselves of the incredible miracle that Hashem performed for us with the deliverance of the month. Now, the Omer, the dry measure, the amount that they collected, the Torah tells us that on the second day of Pesach, which is the season that the barley crop has come forth, the Jewish people are to bring an offering in the Beis HaMikdash of an Omer's worth of barley. Each Jew did not bring their own Korban Omer. There was one Korban Omer of and on behalf of the entire nation. So it's really most interesting that the Torah calls the Korban by the term Omer, which is that amount, and that the Torah says that we are to count from the day that the Omer is brought, hence our counting is called Sfiras HaOmer. The Torah uses in chapter 23 the term Omer no less than four times, and we have to ask ourselves, asks the Be'er Yosef, why does this term Omer dominate this entire experience? And he suggests a very interesting answer, and that is that if you take note, as we mentioned a moment ago, let's go back to the Mun in the desert. The Jewish people collected an Omer a day. Now, at a low estimate, we have every right to say that there were minimally two million Jews in the desert. Torah tells us there were 600,000 men between 20 and 60, at least the same number of women, older persons, younger persons. Two million would be a very fair number. And so, with two million portions of mun being delivered daily, twice on Shabbos, you have 14 million a week, 56 million a month. Do the math. How many million per year? And if you're sitting down, over 26 billion portions of Mun, of Omer, of Mun, were delivered in the 40 years that the Jewish people were in the desert. We come into Eretz Yisrael, and Hashem says, I want you to bring annually on the second day of Pesach an Omer's worth of barley, not only to thank me and acknowledge the barley that has come forth, but 
as a strong reminder and offering of thanksgiving for that which Hashem has done for us, namely in the 40 years. And notes the Be'er Yosef, such a powerful idea. He provides us with so much, 26 billion, and all he asks is so little in return that we give him one Omer annually on the second day of Pesach. I think that's a very interesting, powerful Marshava that we should associate with the Omer. Now, yesterday being Lagba Omer, I want to share with you a famous Medrash which is found in Koheles Rabbah chapter 11, as well as at the end of Parshas Chayesora. The Pasuk says in Koheles, Baboker Zra Ezarecha, literally, in the morning, you are to seed, plant your seeds, Uli Erev, and in the evening, Altanach Yodecha, don't stop. In other words, a person is to be active all the time. And the Medrash is understood that a person should marry in his youth. Hopefully, it will endure forever. Should it not, they are encouraged to marry again later in life, if at all possible. Why? Because one should have children in his youth, and if necessary, again, later on in his elder years, one doesn't know from whom they're going to have the greater nachas. And Rabbi Akiva says, listen to me, I had 12,000 pairs of students, and they all died between Pesach and Atzeres and Shavuos. And why did they die? He says to his seven Talmidim that he gathered on Lagbomer. And he said that the 24,000 died because they were Tsoru Enehem Tsoru Batora Zeloze. They did not have the proper respect in Torah one for another. Each one was looking out for themselves as opposed to being concerned about the welfare of the next one. And Rabbi Kiva was saying, look here, you are the next generation of leaders. You cannot possess this quality. You must have the quality of giving as opposed to the quality of only being concerned about yourself and your even your own personal religious uh, advancement. And so the important lesson of yesterday of Tsaras Ayin that unfortunately the students of Rabbi Kiva had, and we are to learn therefrom, I believe manifests itself unfortunately with all of us that we have to try to improve our 
reaching out and extending our parameters. When we dive in, so it's so important to include others. Yes, unfortunately, who doesn't have what to daven for? But we must reach out and pray for the next one as well. Be concerned about their lack of a shidduch. Be concerned of their being out of a job. Be concerned about their need of a refuah shleima. And interestingly, but this is the side point, our rabbis teach us that if you pray for the next one, it's only going to help you. But don't do it so that it's your boomerang. Do it for the right reason. Do it because we don't want to be sorry ayin. And so it's true regarding the institution of chesed as well. The Chazon Ish, in his Emuna and Bitochon, says very powerfully that what might it be that a person will have Tzorei Ayin in regard to Chesed? What is the key when we look at Chesed? Is the key that Chesed is to be done? and that the person should get, the recipient of the chesed, should get the best form of chesed, or no, I want to be the one to do it. I want to be in the spotlight. I want to get the credit for it. And that's a very important, delicate point that each one should ask themselves, What is it in the form of my chesed? And how can I make the chesed that I'm involved with better? Is it me that I have to be at the center of the chesed? Or most important, that this chesed is to be done? And finally, the Torah taught us in Parshas Shmini, when it listed the non-kosher birds, one of them that listed is the chasidah, with such a beautiful name as the pious one, why would that be a non-kosher bird? And the rabbis teach us, because it only does kindness with its own. And we too have to learn to branch out and can't have tsari ayin only for our own, and that's why a shout out to the Satmar Bikrocholim that the entire Jewish community of the New York area are the beneficiaries of this wonderful organization and the beautiful Kiddush Hashem that it does. We need to learn from the students of Rabbi Akiva our celebration yesterday of Lagba Omer, we can't make their mistake to be concerned only about our personal religious development. We have to be there for the next one as well. Shabbat Shalom to all.